Hello all my nieces and nephews, and welcome to Auntie JoJo's Library. My library is open to all listeners, but it was created for my wonderful nieces and nephews. I have to apologize, I forgot to release an episode last Tuesday. This will be our last episode for the month of May, but don't fear, there's lots of good things coming in June. This episode, I'm going to be reading the story of the gingerbread man. So if you're ready, I'm ready. Let's get started. The gingerbread man, alternately titled the little gingerbread man, has uh, is a picture book and it has decorations by Robert Gaston Herbert in 1910. If you visit AmericanLiterature.com, they have added um, a story, or I guess they have adapted the story of the Little Gingerbread Man into the Gingerbread Man. This is a story that's featured in AmericanLiterature.com, Favorite Fairy Tales and Children's Stories. So here we go. One day, the cook went into the kitchen to make some gingerbread. She took some flour and water and a little bit of ginger and mixed them together all very well and she put in some more water to make it thin and then some more flour to make it thick and then a little bit of salt and some spice and then she rolled it out into this beautiful smooth dark yellow dough then she took the square tins and cut out some square cakes for the little boys and with some round tins she cut out some round cakes for the little girls and then she said i'm going to make little gingerbread men for bobby So she took a nice round lump of dough for his body and a smaller lump for his head, which she then pulled out a little bit for the neck. Two other lumps were stuck beneath the leg, were stuck beneath for the legs and were pulled out into the proper shape with feet and toes. And there were two smaller pieces that she made into arms with dear little hands and fingers. But the nicest work was done on the head, for the top was frizzed up like a pretty sugary hat. On either side was made a little deer ear, and in front, after the nose had been carefully mauled, a beautiful mouth was made out of a big raisin, and two bright little eyes with burnt almonds and some seeds. Then the gingerbread man was finally finished and ready for baking, and a very jolly little man he was. In fact, he looked so sly that the cook was afraid he was plotting some mischief. And when the batter was ready from the oven, she put in the square cakes, and she put in the round cakes, and then she put in the little gingerbread man in the far back corner where he couldn't get away even if he tried. Then she went up to sweep the parlor, and she swept, and she swept till the clock struck twelve. Oh, Lord! The gingerbread will be all baked up to a cinder hard block. She ran down into the kitchen and threw up in the oven door, and the square cakes were all done nice and hard and brown, and the round cakes were all done nice and hard and brown. And the gingerbread man was all done too, nice and hard and brown. And he was standing up in the corner with his little seed eyes sparkling and his raisin mouth bubbling over with mischief, while he waited for the oven door to be opened. The instant the door opened with a hop, skip, and a jump, he went right over the square cakes and the round cakes and the cook's arms, and before she could say, Jack Robinson, he was running across the kitchen floor as fast as his little legs could carry him towards the back door, which was standing wide open. 
and he continued to run through the garden path. Run, run as fast as you can. You can't catch me. I'm the gingerbread man. The old cook turned around so fast, but it wasn't fast enough. She was a rather heavy woman, which made it quite slow for her to turn and run. And she saw lying across the doorway, fast asleep, the old cat. Cat, cat, she cried. Stop the gingerbread man. I want him for little Bobby. When the cook first called, the cat thought it was only some one calling in her dreams, and she simply rolled over. Cat, cat, the old cat sprung up with a jump. But just as she turned around to ask the cook what all the noise was about, the little gingerbread man was cleverly jumping under her tail, and in an instant was trotting down the garden walk. The cat turned in a hurry and ran after, although she was still a little bit sleepy. Now, at the bottom of the walk, lying fast asleep in the sun against the warm stones of the garden, was the dog, Towser. And the cook called, Towser, Towser, stop the gingerbread man. I want him for little Bobby. And when Towser first heard her calling, he thought it was someone speaking in his dream, and he only turned over to one side. Towser, Towser, stop him, stop him. Then the dog woke up in a good earnest and jumped up on his feet to see what it was that that should be the reason he would stop. But just as the dog jumped up, the little gingerbread man, who had been watching for the chance, quietly slipped, slipped between his legs and climbed up on top of the stone wall so that Towser saw nothing but the cat running towards him down the walk and behind the cat, the cook, now quite out of breath. Run, run as fast as you can. You can't catch me. I'm the gingerbread man. He thought at once that the cat must have stolen something and that it was the cook, the cat, and that it was the cat the cook wanted to stop. Now, if there was anything that Towser liked, it was going after the cat. And he jumped up and walked so fiercely to that poor cat that he did not have time to stop or to get out of the way. And they came together with a great fizzy, barking and meowing and howling and scratching. But the old cook had been running so hard that she was not able to stop herself any better than the cat had done. And she fell right on top of the dog and cat mix. They all three rolled down on a on the heaping hill together and the cat scratched whichever came nearest and the dog barked at whoever came nearest and the dog bit at whatever was close by and the cat bit at whatever was close by whether it was a piece of cat or of the cook so that the poor cook was badly burnt was badly bruised on both sides Meanwhile, the gingerbread man had climbed up on the garden wall, stood at the top with his hands in his pocket, looking at the scrim scrimmage, and laughing till tears ran down his face. Run, run, as fast as you can. You can't catch me. I'm the gingerbread man. After a little while, the cat managed to pull herself out from under the cook and the dog, and very fast, and very... And a very cast down and crumbled up looking cat she was. She had had enough of hunting the gingerbread man and she crept back to the kitchen to repair the damages. The dog, who was very cross because his face had been badly scratched, let go of the cook and at last, catching sight of the gingerbread man, made a bolt for the garden wall. The cook picked herself up and although her face was badly bruised and scratched and her dress was torn, she was determined to see the end of the chase and she followed after the dog, though it was very slow. When the gingerbread man saw the dog coming, he jumped down on the far side of the wall and began running across the field. Now in the middle of the field was a tree, and at the foot of the tree there lied Jaco, the monkey. He wasn't asleep, monkeys never are, 
And when he saw a little man running across the field, he heard, Jaco, Jaco, stop the gingerbread man. He at once gave one big jump, and he jumped as fast as he could and as far as he could, and he went right over the gingerbread man. And as luck would have it, he came down on the back of Towser the dog, who had just scrambled over the wall and whom he had not noticed before. Towser was naturally taken by surprise and he turned his head around and promptly bit off the end of the monkey's tail and Jayco jumped off again, chattering with excitement. Meanwhile, the gingerbread man had got to the bottom of the tree and was saying to himself, Now I know the dog can't climb a tree, and I don't believe the old cook can climb a tree, and as for the monkey, I'm not sure, for I've never seen a monkey before, but I'm going up. So he pulled himself up. Climb, climb, as fast as you can. You can't catch me. I'm the gingerbread man. But the monkey had jumped with one spring onto the lowest branch, and in an instant, he was also in the tree. The gingerbread man crawled out to the furthermost end of the branch and hung by one hand, but the monkey swung himself under the branch. Stretching his long arms out, he pulled the gingerbread man in. Then he held him up and looked at him so hungrily that the little raisin mouth began to pucker down at the corners, and the seeds for eyes filled with tears and then do you know what happened why little Bobby himself came running up he had been taken by his afternoon nap he had been taking his afternoon nap upstairs and in his dreams it seemed as if he kept hearing people call little Bobby little Bobby until finally he jumped up with a start and was so sure that someone was calling him that he ran downstairs without even waiting to put on his shoes as he came down, he could see through the window to the field beyond the garden, the cook, the dog, the monkey, and even hearing the barking of Towser and the chattering of Jaco. He scampered down the walk with his little bare feet, climbed over the wall, and in a few seconds arrived under the tree, just as Jaco was holding up the poor little gingerbread man. Drop it, Jaco, cried Bobby, and dropped it, Jaco did. He always minded Bobby. He dropped, it he dropped the little gingerbread man who fell right at Bobby's feet. Then Bobby held up, held up the gingerbread man and looked at him. And the little raisin mouth puckered down lower than ever and the tears ran out of the seed eyes. But Bobby was too hungry to mind the gingerbread man's tears and he gave him one big bite and swallowed both legs and a piece of the body. Oh, said the gingerbread man, I'm one third gone. Bobby gave a second bite and swallowed the rest of the body. Oh, the gingerbread man said, I'm two-thirds gone. Bobby gave a third bite and gulped down the head. Oh, I'm all gone, said the gingerbread man. And so he was. And that is the end of the story. Thank you so much for joining me for the reading of this story. Again, you can visit AmericanLiterature.com and they have sev several stories that you can read yourself or stories you can look at and send to AntieJoJo'sLibrary at gmail.com for reading suggestions. Uh, as a reminder, stories are released every Tuesday. I'm sorry that Auntie Jojo forgets sometimes, but I do my best. And history sods are given by the famous Firefly, the library historian who has a wonderful French accent, the first Thursday of every month. So we have a history sode coming up and a new uh, story episode the month of June. As always, I'm looking forward to sharing more stories with you.